Welcome to the shit show of my 20s. My name's Sophia. I'm a 20-year-old loan officer from California. I started this podcast back in April 2020. Got furloughed from my job for about three months. And during those three months, I was very honest with myself. I was like, we can either start emotionally eating. We can start suppressing these feelings of not feeling worthy because you've lost this thing that you attach so much of your identity to. Or we could start that podcast that you've always been wanting to start. So I decided to go with that second option and I'm so glad I did. I've interviewed over 130 people since then. It's been incredible. I've got to interview music artists and seven-figure entrepreneurs and just all these incredible people with different stories and different ways of how they got to where they are and just hearing about their journey, hearing about their shit show moments because we all have shit show moments and just learning how to navigate them better and learning how to learn from them and take them and create something magical out of them. And I'm so glad that I get to interview all these incredible people and I am such a big believer that you can radically change your life in a year. You can just radically change your circumstances, where you're at. And I remember being 19 and just trying to get a job and applying to like, I was applying to Ross and like a smoothie bar and like all these places wouldn't take me. And I was like, so offended. I was like, why is no one taking me? And then I finally passed my NMLS test. And then I got a job with a major mortgage company. And I was like, oh, that's why they didn't take me. Cause I was meant to go down and get this job instead of that job. And I went from being 19 with $0 in my bank account and just being so stressed about money and so stressed about like is it gonna come into my life do I what am I gonna do about this to being 20 year old with over 60 grand in savings and I think one of the big changes that I made between those two was even when I had zero in the savings account I still believed that I was abundant I still believed that money was gonna flow into my life I still believed in something that I couldn't see at the time because I knew it was just a matter of time before it was gonna come so I'm such a huge believer and you can radically change your scenario you can step into that next version of you and that next version of you that higher self version of you she's not that far away as you think i think she's just there's just garbage in the way and it's just undercovering that garbage that's in the way of you getting to her and just stepping into that and the next version of you with the next level of results it's something i'm super passionate about and i hope from this podcast that you get to hear these stories and relate with these people and just relate with like not necessarily like just reconnecting to that path of what you want to do and reconnecting to that higher version of you and what you wanted to be when you were younger and what lights you up and what brings you joy so i'm so excited for you guys to hear these episodes would love to connect with you on instagram my instagram's the shit show my 20s dm me and love to have a conversation and feel free to share this with someone you know will love it and you can also leave a review on itunes i would love that today's guest is lauren I love chatting with her. Lauren is so cool. She has such an incredible story. So she was actually a high school art teacher. And then at the age of 28, she decided to leave her career as a high school art teacher and go into full-time entrepreneurship. She built two full-time businesses by implementing mindset, marketing, and manifestation strategies that actually work. Her experience and massive success has allowed her to coach business owners all over the world into becoming full-time entrepreneurs. We go into so many incredible things in this interview from having that moment where she was 27, she had to move back home, and how she was able to leverage that experience and not view it as, oh, I failed, but actually view it as, oh, how grateful am I to have this family and have the support that I can come back to and how I can leverage this to go into my next level of success and use this to really help me succeed and propel forward. We go into manifestation, visualization techniques she used. We go into having blocks around money and how she was able to clear those blocks for herself that she's worthy of big money. We go into how you can have it all in your business and still be having blocks in your love life and how you can be showing up so powerfully in your business but still be not showing up as fully you on dates. And we go into so many incredible stories and what's the new and aligned way to sell online courses and so much more. So excited for you guys to hear this episode. Let's get started. So thank you so much, Lauren, for joining me today. I'm really looking forward to getting to know you. Love to start in your 20s. So like, tell me about what your 20s were like. Tell me about any shit show moments. Let's start there. 
Well, thank you so much for having me, Sophia. Thanks to your audience for welcoming me in. I love talking about all of this stuff. So uh, I'm excited for today. Okay, starting in my 20s. So I, just to give people a little bit of background, I'm uh, a business mentor and I work uh, predominantly with online entrepreneurs, coaches, course creators, and I have a real interest. And I guess you could say my niche is mindset and manifestation and alignment. So really aligning your energy, your actions, your thoughts up with the desired life that you have or that you want and allowing it to manifest. So that's kind of my gym. However, this was definitely not what I imagined myself doing. I went to school for first visual arts and then for teacher's college in uh, sort of my late teens, early twenties. And when I was 24, I believe I moved to no 23 anyways doesn't matter I moved to um, Melbourne Australia where I taught for just three years I did mostly special education and I moved home when I was just about to turn 27 because I really wanted to settle myself here be around family all that stuff so I would say my sort of like shit show moment (laughs) was being 27 living with my parents, which there's nothing wrong with that. It's just like, I had been so like, go, go, go. And doing all these amazing things and traveling the world. And all of a sudden I was living with my parents. I really didn't have any money because I just like lived the life when I was in Australia. I was applying for teaching jobs here in Ontario, which are like very, very, I know people that have worked for seven years as like a supply teacher to get their first full-time job. And not only that, it was like, even though I was applying for jobs, there was this inner knowing that like, it was just, I resisted it so much. The idea that if I was lucky enough to get a job that I would have to stay at that job for 40 years, basically, that would be my career. You can move around, but you're basically starting at the bottom of the pay scale. Anytime you move what we call like school districts here. And so I was just, it was like this inner, you know, like intuitive feeling of like, there is more for you. And that's not to say that teaching isn't a great, I have the utmost of respect for teachers and there were pieces of it that I loved, but I felt so called towards possibility. And I felt so called towards, you know, creating more for myself, not living paycheck to paycheck, not having all the money struggles, being able to live an unreasonable life really is the way that I put it. But I did not consider myself an entrepreneur and I have an older sister who went to like the best business school in Canada. And like, I'd always seen her as being the one that knew things about business. And so I moved, I got a part-time job in Toronto after seven months of, I think around seven months of being with my parents. (laughs) And for most of that time, I actually still had a boyfriend in Australia. So that really drove me to open myself up to what life could look like because I'm sitting at home with my parents. I'm looking for jobs that's going to keep me in the same place for the rest of my life. And I'm frustrated that I have to, you know, basically decide, am I going to stay here in Toronto? Am I going to move back to Canada or sorry, to Australia rather? Am I going to like, I just felt so kind of trapped, you know, and, and all of my possibilities that I was exploring left me feeling trapped as well. So I, the relationship ended and I, I ended up getting a part-time job in Toronto. My parents are from about an hour north and I moved to the city, but it was only two days a week. And I decided, and it had kind of been something on my mind since Australia, that I would start just a side hustle of a business doing eyelash extensions from home. And I had no like background in aesthetics, but I had a friend in Australia who had quite a successful business. And it just always felt like something I could do because I'm really good with fine detail. My background's visual arts. I love working with people. And I was kind of painting it for like my parents as like, this is just something I'm going to do to make, you know, an extra few hundred dollars a week while I'm working on getting full-time work, uh, a full-time job as a teacher. Meanwhile, like it really took off for me and I had a full-time clientele inside of a few months and I was just, it's not, I wasn't any, I wasn't emotionally attached to doing lashes, but I loved the people that I got to meet. I loved the money that I was making. I loved that on days that I was just doing, working my business, I didn't have to go anywhere. People would just come to me. Like I loved the freedom and the possibility that it gave me. And I just kind of knew like I meant to do something on my own. Flash forward about a year and a half into that business. And I'd been doing a lot of my own self-development work. And I was, uh, 28 or 29 at this time. So I don't know if you, if you heard of like the Saturn rising, is that, yeah. So that was like this for me, right. Saturn rising for those of you who don't know, and I, maybe you've talked about it on here before. It's just like towards the end of your twenties and into your thirties 
is kind of when you start, like for a lot of people, start questioning things, start exploring other avenues for their life. Anyway, so I got really into self-development and long story short, I had what I refer to as my spiritual awakening, which I had not really been you know, spiritual previously, I didn't really believe in like manifestation, law of attraction, any of that stuff. But I, through a series of events, really woke up to truth, which is that we all create our realities and it does not matter what your background is or how you identify in terms of your experience. Uh, you are able to create any life that you desire simply by aligning your energy with it, which is, you know, easier said than done. (laughs) Uh, So I left teaching and I didn't even know what I was going to create for myself. I just knew I wanted it to be online. I hired my first business coach before I knew what the business was going to be. And I just came around to, I mean, I'm always, I'm a big advocate for seeking guidance. So if you don't, if you know, you want to do something with your life, that is outside of what you're currently doing, uh, but you don't have any idea what that is, really set an intention for it, like ask to be shown. And that was really what I did. It was like, I don't know what I'm going to do. I'm going to leave my job, at least for now. Um, I was still doing lashes and that was providing for me. And meanwhile, I just started showing up on social media and I, in a short period of time, knew that who I wanted to be helping was other business owners. And I wanted really to speak to the power of our minds and developing our minds. And so uh, that was three years ago now that I really dove into my current business full-time. I was able to leave my lashing business uh, about a year later. I did a bunch of traveling and this last year with everything going on in the world, I've really just focused on scaling. So 2020 was actually, uh, I just wrote multiple six figures and this year I'm really aiming for, uh, well, I'd say that seven, uh, seven figure mark. Whether it happens this year or next, I don't, it doesn't matter. But yeah, that's what I'm working towards. And I just am so in love with what I do. And I'm so grateful that I allowed myself to fumble through just feeling like a crazy person for leaving a job that was good and abandoning everything I'd ever invested my time and energy into and uh, stumbled along long enough to find a freedom-filled life that I love where I get to you know, talk about this day in and day out with different people and create content and work with clients who are doing the same. And it was a struggle for quite probably the first year was like a real struggle. I went into debt and I, things weren't working and I just all kinds of things, but I just was so committed to, I I knew that what I wanted was a possibility was available to me. And all I had to do was to keep going until it happened. So that's my very long story of, uh, yeah, here I, here I am. And I, the shit show moment is just being 27, living at my parents' place, having a boyfriend across the world, feeling trapped by my circumstances with no way out, hating even the idea of getting a full-time job and just being like, what the heck do I do now? And, you know, I'm grateful now for all of that because it, it has led me here. And can we go back to having that resistance against your inner knowing? Mm-hmm. And why do you think you had resistance against it? And what advice would you give someone who right now they're dealing with that resistance? Mm -hmm. So I think that it's so important that we start to honor our intuition. And it is a, it is a skill or a muscle that you build. For me, I'd always been fairly intuitive, especially with the big decisions, like deciding to go to Australia was just something I, you know, it was like, I got an email from a recruiter and was like, okay, I'm going to go. Every big decision I'd ever made was always intuitive. And it had always just led me into incredible things. So I had a strong relationship with my intuition and my intuition was telling me there's more out there for you or, and it was kind of a, it was kind of an inner, I don't know, self-talk of, is this it? Like, am I supposed to just get this nine to five job and work it for the rest of my life and wait to retire. And some people that's that's what they want to do. And they love teaching and they love their job. And that's amazing. But I think it's likely that the people listening to this podcast have that inner knowing as well. And it's like a gut feeling and it can be really tempting to ignore it for a million and one reasons and our families and all the, all the logic against, you know, what your, what your intuition is telling you, but If you have any part of you that's even leading you to uh, listen to this podcast, 
it's because there is a different life path that you are meant to go down and you can ignore it for as long as you want, but it's just going to get louder. And I find it's like the more, the longer you ignore it, the louder it gets and it starts to manifest in illness and in accidents happening. And in, you know, you being fired out of nowhere, even though you really didn't think that was going to happen. Like the universe will force your hand in a sense. And it's a lot easier to honor. And that doesn't mean, you know, quit your job tomorrow. It means just start being open to the possibility of it unfolding for you. And you'll know when the right time comes to start the business or leave your job or get a new job or travel the world. And I think that we live so much of our lives based in fear, based in the logic and what makes sense. And it's just so bizarre to me because like what we're all going to die, <laughs> you know, we're all going to die and it's not going to matter how safe you played it. So I'm a big advocate for trusting that intuition. And it's gotten me to really great places and it hasn't been easy either, but it's been so worth it. And did you have a moment where you're like, Oh, this manifestation, this mind stuff, stuff, this, all this stuff really works. Like I'm not crazy yeah. by thinking all this stuff works. Did you have a moment where you started to like, that started to unfold for you? Well, I, uh, I, I never really, I had like my best friend always talked about law of attraction and it's not that I was closed off to it. I was just like, Oh, okay. That seems nice. Like, you know, I think a lot of people watch the secret and, and start to get into it and it just almost seems too easy for me. I describe like my awakening and, and other people's for that matter as like a remembering. So it wasn't like, it wasn't like I read a book and was like, Oh, okay. It was like, I was listening to a uh, interview on YouTube with Oprah and Abraham Hicks. Mm -hmm. Do you know who Abraham Hicks is? Yeah. And they were saying, you know, it's not that everything happens for a reason. They're sorry. Everything does happen for a reason. It's not that it's predetermined. It's that you are always drawing to you what it is that you're thinking about. So everything happens for a reason because you're creating it essentially. And it was just in that moment where everything made sense to me. It was like, uh, that's what an awakening is. It's not that you're learning things. It's that the truth that has been like pushed down inside of you starts to bubble up and you really can't ignore it. And I think in that moment, I realized how much I had manifested because the things that I had been very confident in, like my lash business, like going to Australia, like all these other decisions that I had made, they had all panned out in ways that I could never even have imagined in terms of, you know, how good it all worked out. So it was like when I had my mindset on board with things, magic had, had happened in my life. And so recognizing that being like, I've always been manifesting. And so there really was just no going back after that. I, I just knew my thoughts create real, my reality. And now what I'm going to do is figure out how to align my thoughts and my energy with that next level life. And for anyone who wants to start getting into manifestation, where's like a good place to start? So for me, I mean, I've read all of the books. I have learned a lot from following people online who speak to it very openly, especially for business owners, people like James Wedmore, Amanda Francis is one um, manifestation babe. So I've learned a lot from listening to other people who, and these are all people with multi-million dollar businesses, manifestation babe, especially is like, 27 or something like that. In terms of like books, Jen Sincero has two books called You Are a Badass. Really though, I have, I was just, as soon as I was onto it, I started allowing again, that guidance where I was like, whatever I'm meant to learn is going to come into my life. And I just, I strengthened that intuition muscle, you know, regularly. And, and even now it's like every decision that I make, I just hired like a next level coach at a really high price point, but it was intuitive. It was like, I'm trusting that I'm being guided towards this. So if you're looking at really getting into more of an understanding of law of attraction, understand first that you create and you manifest everything that's coming into your life. And our job really is just to follow the intuition, follow what feels exciting, what lights us up and the right books, the right podcast episodes, the right people, it's all going to come in. Mm -hmm. And can you talk about aligning your energies to your next level? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So the, uh, my brand is called the aligned entrepreneur. I have a podcast by that name and it's all about, you know, exactly what you just said, aligning your energy with the outcome that you want. Uh, and there's different, different sort of dimensions of it or levels of it, but essentially you want to be in the energy of having what it is that you want 
before it actually manifests. And the way that that looks is you can, you can visualize yourself as if it's there, as if you're already there. I, what has really, really been transformational for me is understanding the concept of identity, which is like, you have to start seeing yourself as that person. So if you're, let's say you have a coaching business in my, in my experience, as long as I was not being or not having the identity of successful coach, like someone like really believing that I was worth people's money, that the things I put out into the world were received, that I was, that I was worthy of, you know, big bunny months until I got to that place. It was not working for me because I was, I was operating from a place of not having results. So I think a place to start is really just looking at where, where are your thoughts? Are you focused on your success or are you focused on what isn't happening? Are you focused on what you're worried about not happening? Because that's what you're getting. You're just getting what you're, what it is that you're focusing on hundred percent of the time. It, there's a bit of a time lag, of course, a few weeks in my experience, but if you are someone that's in the fear and in the worry and in the doubt, look within, because it's a confidence thing. The more that you can build confidence within yourself, and we could talk about that if you want, the more that you build confidence within yourself, the more you just naturally are like, yeah, I can have this thing that I want. Yeah. People are going to pay me. I just kind of, I was listening and sort of talking to this one guy through clubhouse. I don't know if you're into clubhouse. It's it's yeah, I'm really into it lately, but I was in a room the other day with a 22 year old eight figure entrepreneur. And it's just so clear that he has just all the confidence in the world. He's just like, I'm the best at what I do. People pay me $25,000 an hour because I changed their lives. Like he is so clear on why people pay him money and how, how valuable he and his service are. And that's why that's reflected back to them. So that's the place to go first is like, if I launch something like course or a program and I'm questioning it, it usually doesn't do that well. If I'm launching something from this place of like, I know what my value is. I know how much I put into my offerings. I know how much I've learned, how much I can help people. Like essentially people would be crazy not to buy this. If I'm coming from that energy, I'm, I'm making big sales. So that's where we want to, that's where you want to look first. It's like, who do I need to become for myself? How do I need to feel about myself in order to be believing in my success? Because that's what will lead to it. And how can we tap into that energy? If like, let's say this is our first course or this is our first offer and we don't necessarily have the results yet of someone who's launched, you know, multiple courses, multiple offers. How can we still go into that energy? I love that question because it's a big part of what I teach my clients is I don't have them necessarily try and build the belief around an offer that's coming out. If it's not there, I have them first build the offer from a place where they already have confidence. So let's say, so for me, when I started my business, I wanted to teach mindset and manifestation, but I was brand new to it. I didn't feel like I had really figured it out. I was struggling in my business. So putting out a program that was like about manifestation and having like one person sign up was because I wasn't really believing in myself flash forward a few months from that point and I had this sort of epiphany which was why am I not creating courses for lash artists because at that point I'd had my business for about two years it was doing really well it was easy for me I drew in clients without doing anything and so I developed a program that was for other lash artists and it just took off and the difference was that I already had belief behind an offer like that so the process I walk people through personally and that I do in my business is I look to what have I accomplished and what have I overcome that I can really speak to from a place of authority. And the first thing I hear from people is like, well, I don't know if I have that for anything. I guarantee you do. It's just in an area of your life that feels easy to you. So you might be someone who always has had really strong relationships. You might be someone who money is easy for. You might be someone who has traveled the world and has a lot of skills around how to do that and how to, you know, have adventures, all that kind of stuff, how to connect with people, look to the areas where you already feel really confident. Like, you know, why people should listen to you on that topic and develop a program from there first, because once that is successful for you, once you are launching from that place of like conviction and value, knowing what your value is, then it's going to naturally build your beliefs into other offers. So now I do launch a lot of programs and courses based in manifestation and they are, they do very well for me, but I had to first look to where do I already have confidence from which I can develop an offering that I have my belief behind as it is. 
And did you have, before you started to like tap into all this work, did you have any blocks around money that you had to clear in order to create this life for yourself? I mean, I still have blocks around money. I think it never really goes away. We just work through the layers of the onion and it's a never ending onion, if you will. I think I had to really, and this is ongoing mindset work that I do. I had to first look at money as being available to me, right? Like, like big money, 10K, 20K, 30K months. The way that I did that was I found other women, especially who really reminded me of myself were around my age doing things that I was doing, who were already creating that. And so seeing like, well, if others are doing it, then I can too. I definitely had limiting beliefs around guilt around money that still comes up sometimes, especially in a year when so many people have struggled and lost their income. And I'm like thriving more than ever and making lots and lots of money. But I, I think that I know that that's available to anyone. So it is my job to share my story and let people see what's possible. So yeah, looking at guilt, I think I had, I had always lived in this place of just barely enough. And that was what I had seen growing up was like, we do have the money that we need for the bills and the food, but anything that we spend on that's extra, there's like guilt around it or it's uncomfortable. And that was really the narrative that I saw, you know, with my parents was we never went without, but money was a stressor because when an un, uh, like a unwarranted, not unwarranted, but surprise bill came in the mail, it would like stretch my parents really thin. So that I think was the biggest one. And it still does come up. It's like an ongoing maintenance thing, which is, you know, there gets to be more than enough right? There gets to be overflow. And how did you change from that place of being stressed to being abundant about money? A few things. If you're someone who has debt, uh, which I have had lots of (laughs) in the past, and now I really view it differently. Now I see it as an asset. Like I can, I can choose to go into debt and then pay off an investment later uh, in terms of like coaching and things like that. It's not a big deal to me anymore. But reframing debt, first of all, is not being, not meaning anything about me, not being a bad thing, actually being grateful for the things that, that borrowing money from my future self has allowed me to do. And then, I mean, an easy exercise for people to do would be to write a love letter to money every day for even a month where you're really grateful for how much money does show up for you, how it, it, you know, you're, if you're listening to this, you have an internet connection, you are paying your bills, you have food on the table. We can choose to be in an abundance mindset about money, no matter how much we have, but what we usually do is the opposite. And in order to get to like our next level, do you think we have to get to a place where we're uncomfortable where we're at? Or do you think we can be comfortable and still get to that next level? I think it's really dependent on the person. I definitely have been more motivated when I've been uncomfortable, when I've been really like, I need to change my circumstances now because I'm really not happy with them. And that really has driven me forward. I know that there are a lot of people who keep their six-figure job or you know their full-time job even once they've grown their business significantly because they're just satisfied with it that way. I personally, it's like, I have to have a bit of a fire under me in order to really move forward and really like push myself into that next level. And for me, like right now that was, I'm working on, you know, in in this year, I'm working on moving into hundred K months and beyond. And I just know that without a coach that is an uncomfortable amount of money for me to pay, who's also doing it herself, I will just not like, I live too cushy of a life and it's so easy to just be like, I'll just stay at like the 25 K mark because not like I'm struggling. Right. Uh, So in order for me to stretch into my potential, and I know that I really have that potential to have a million dollar brand and business, I do have to get uncomfortable personally. That's not necessary for everyone. And I wouldn't recommend, you know, quitting your job and then having it be something that spirals you into a place of anxiety, make sure that when you are making these big, uncomfortable decisions, you know, you're more in trust than you are in fear. 51% belief that things are going to work out for you is all that is necessary. And what's the new and aligned way to create sold out offers? Kind of what I was speaking to is having it really be a reflection of you. So your offers should be something that feels like everything in life has prepared me to help these people in this way. And when you are doing that, it's coming from such a place of like, like just 
authenticity. There's no one to compare yourself to. You're not in this place of should. The aligned business model or creating aligned offers is really about honoring again, your intuition and allowing those, those ideas to come through. So whenever I'm trying to figure out what do I want to launch next, I will tune into align myself through just like imagination or visualization, maybe scripting with the outcome that I want. So right now that's like, oh my gosh, I can't believe like I'll, I'll actually write, I'll do a scripting session, like from that future point, point of success. So, uh, oh my gosh, I can't believe I just had my first hundred thousand dollar month. It feels so good to like have savings and be able to invest and, um, help other people and hire more help onto my team. Like, oh my God, I can't believe it happened. I blah, blah, blah. Like really getting into the, emotional state of having what you want. And from that place, allowing for the guidance to show up, because this is how manifestation looks for business owners. And by the way, you can do this, even if you don't have a business yet, the way that manifestation works is you set the intention and you create that energetically. And you really only have to do it a couple of times. This idea that we have to like be in that state of our success 24 seven is first of all, impossible. Second of all, like a, it really just turns into so much anxiety when you can't do it. Cause we have lives that we have to be living and they don't yet look the way that we want. So even just 10, 20 minutes a day of visiting that emotional state and then letting the ideas come to you, which they will. There's a great quote by Neville Goddard that I use all the time, which is acceptance of the end wills the means to that end. So the end being your desired outcome. And when you do that, and when you, when you do it, um, you know, enough time, sometimes it's once, sometimes I'll do it every day for 10 days, take myself there in my visualizations. When you do that, you are coming from that end. You're allowing your subconscious to actually start to feel like it is done. That's just how the subconscious works is it doesn't know the difference between what you're imagining and what you are actually living. So if you can imagine that, outcome as if it's here now, your subconscious will start to really feel like it has happened. And at that point, when it really clicks and you're like, wow, I feel like this is already, I can't believe I'm not making this much money already. I can't believe I don't already have this, this business. At that point, the ideas are going to line up for you. And that was, that's how I still run my business is like, I set the intention. I tune into it. I allow for the guidance. I allow to be led towards you know, because the universe saying like, okay, come, this is what you want. Come here, come here. Here's an idea. Here's a conversation that's going to spark something within you. But what we usually do is we act from a place of not having what we want. And then we can't understand why none of the ideas that come to us at that frequency are getting us to where we want, right? Because they came out of a place of alignment with your current reality, not with the reality that you desire. And do you do like a guided visualization or like what tips do you have or recommend for someone who wants to start to get into visualization? I love visualization and I, there's so much I could speak to in terms of quantum physics. I have a whole course on quantum creation, which is really just understanding the science of manifestation that these are proven principles that our thoughts literally have such a profound effect on the physical world and people just don't know Anything though by Neville Goddard, uh, he is all about imagination creates reality that he has a book called that. I would recommend starting there. Imagination creates reality in terms of what his practices or even what my practice is. It's like 10 to 20 minutes. I usually lay down somewhere comfortable. Sometimes I do it in the bathtub. It's kind of like my favorite place to visualize. I'll put on some like binarial beats, something just in the background. And I will have what I call an imaginative imaginative act or like a mind movie that's just 10 to 15 seconds long. And it reminds me, or sorry, it signifies to me that what I want has come to pass. So when I wanted to go full-time in my business, I imagined traveling Italy for, you know, I would do it for 10 or 20 minutes a day. I was in Rome. I was walking through the street. I could hear my feet on the cobblestone. I was getting notifications to my phone about payments received. And I did that. I would just run that over my head with some music on for 10 minutes. I was never perfect about it. I might be able to run it through successfully for a, I don't know, three or four times over the course of that 10 minutes. It's just a matter of bringing your thoughts back to it. But that's what it looks like for me is creating a visualization. Maybe it is like you want to meet your soulmate have a visualization where you're, you're with that person holding hands. Maybe you've got a ring on your finger, close your eyes, imagine it as being now. And this is, I mean, I've done it for everything in terms of like, that was how I paid off debt. It was how I had my business explode. It was, it's, I've just done so much intentional visualizations. That's a, that is as simple as 10 seconds 
of taking myself to that place, imagining it being done and then letting it unfold. And that's, I would, I would go to Neville Goddard for more on using your imagination to create reality. And what is quantum leap? Quantum uh, Creating a quantum leap is when your reality shifts in a big way in a short period of time. So you know, you, I, I went from like scraping by to in my business, maybe making a thousand dollars a month or less to having a $15,000 month from one month to the next, which came as a result of me doing that, that visualization I just shared with you having the idea for doing a lash program. And that was really successful overnight. So that was a quantum leap. I've had other quantum leaps, like the apartment that I live in. Now I went from being at my parents' place after coming home from Italy in 2019 to manifesting this really beautiful apartment that I don't like, I never could have imagined myself like being in a place like this uh, and the way that it all unfolded. That was a quantum leap just in terms of my living situation. You could, I had uh, two of my best friends met each other through me and they went from not knowing one another to being engaged within 13 days (laughs) and they're married now. That's a quantum leap. So big shifts in a short period of time. And when you were like in that place where you're like at your parents' house, you kind of felt like you failed in a way because you're still living there. How did you not get stuck in like, this is where I'm at right now and kind of like let yourself release from like maybe the shame or the guilt that I'm here at 27? Yeah. So I found appreciation for it because I had been trying, I moved back from Italy like, I'm going to find my dream apartment in Toronto. I started looking, I would drive here three times a week. I was seeing all these places I didn't like. I would apply for places and get denied because I was self-employed. It's really like cutthroat in Toronto in terms of actually getting a place. Like people literally bid on, or like there's sometimes like an open auction or like even just a place to rent. Like you have to say like, I'm willing to pay this. Anyway, so I had been trying for a couple of months. Things weren't happening. I was getting denied. I wasn't even really finding what I wanted. And at the top of my price point, I didn't like any of the places I was looking at. So what had things shift quickly was I decided that I was incredibly lucky to have parents that were willing to have me at home. They liked having me there. They didn't, you know, they weren't on my case about anything. It was, they have a beautiful you know, back out, uh, backyard and their house. It, it was in the summertime. So I shifted from like, oh my gosh, I need to move out of my parents' place to I could stay here for an extra few months if that's what is required for me to be able to get my dream place in Toronto. And I'm done with trying to force it. And it was within days that I made the decision that I was actually going to be grateful to live at my parents at 27 and have that be an option for me because that is such a privilege, you know? As soon as I made that that shift, things lined up and this apartment just materialized out of nowhere in a really like synchronistic way. But that's what I would say is like finding ways to shift your perspective on what is because the le- the less you resist your current reality, the faster you're able to move towards what you want. And that doesn't mean, I think when people hear acceptance, they think like, but does that mean I have to be okay with living here or in this job? It's not, that's not what it means at all. You can be really satisfied with where you are. This is what Abraham says, be satisfied with where you are while reaching for more. That's the perfect point of attraction because you're not saying like, you're, you're creating with your thoughts, right? Whatever it is that you're focusing on is what you're getting. So if you're like, I hate my job, it's awful. I need to leave. I can't leave. I don't know how to leave. It's never gonna happen. What if it doesn't happen? What if this business never takes off? I don't like, all of that is just creating, it's literally like trapping you in that circumstance that you don't want. If instead you were like, well, I'm grateful that this job pays the bills. I'm grateful for the clarity that it's given me. I know that it's temporary and that I'm working on building something else for myself. And in the meantime, I am happy to have a paycheck. Like if you could operate from that place, things would line up for you a lot faster. And what's something you're really excited about right now? Oh, good question. Well, I've been connecting with all kinds of new people in Clubhouse and I'm really enjoying that just because I don't know. It just, I love sharing my voice. And uh, I think, especially for women, a lot of the time, that's all we need to do to start building something for ourselves is to speak up, share our value, know what it is. So I'm excited about that. And then I'm just excited about where I'm going in 2021, because I have started with this coach who helps people scale into six figure months. And that's my full intention. And uh, it's not so much about money, but rather like impact. I want to show people what's possible. I was not, I'm not, there's nothing special about me in terms of like, I wasn't an entrepreneur. I had all kinds of limiting beliefs. I was really uncomfortable on camera, but it doesn't matter where you are. You can create and become whatever it is that you want. So 
that's what I'm excited about. It's just that next level of that's an impact in my business. And what's something that you're learning right now? Hmm. Right now I am learning to not put rules around my success and how it like that next level gets to manifest because I had a call with my coach yesterday and I was like, I'm not visualizing every day and I'm not doing this and I'm not really showing up as much as I should be on social media. And these are all the reasons why I'm not even close to this goal that I have. And she was like, the only reason you're not, maybe not close to that goal is because you're telling yourself that you're not. And I, I give this coaching to people all the time, but we often don't see it in ourselves. So what I'm learning is like, I just trust extreme trust around, like I'm doing everything that I need to do. I, you don't need to visualize every single day to have your dream life manifest. In fact, usually I only do it a few times over the course of a couple of weeks and it starts to unfold for me. So being conscious of like, what are you telling yourself needs to happen in order for you to get what you want? Because that's not actually true. There are people that have million dollar web, uh, not websites, million dollar businesses without even a website. People who have multi-million dollar businesses who show up once a week on their social media, because that's what feels aligned for them. They're not placing any kind of rules around the success of their business. They just know that it's an energy game. And if they can line up with it, it will manifest. All they need to do is honor their intuition. So that's what I'm really learning is like, I don't have to change anything about how I am operating in my business. I just have to let more money come in. It's as simple as that. And what's something that most people don't know about you? Oh gosh. I wouldn't say most people don't know this because I've shared more about it recently, but I, um, my background is visual arts and I, paint a lot and I'm sold tons of paintings and stuff and it's a real strength of mine I think I'm quite good at I'm a talented painter and yeah I shared more but I actually did a painting course like a quarantine (laughs) zoom painting course in the fall so that was when I really started like showing people my work but before that so many people in my life had no idea that I'm an artist and what has art taught you Art has taught me, and I just recorded and released a podcast episode on this yesterday. Art has taught me that our creativity is our access to what it is that we want in life. And most people believe that if you're, that creativity is like this thing that is going to lead you into a life of financial struggle because creatives don't make very much money. That's, you know, that's the, I hear musicians saying that all the time. My brother's a musician, artists, you know, oh, well, the artist lifestyle, right, is having to have a side gig, whatever. For me, my creativity is the reason that I am where I am. And it's also the reason I'm going to go get to where I'm going. And so I really encourage people just to really embrace what makes you, you and embrace what feels good to you in terms of what you're putting out there into the world. If, if you are a content creator uh, on, of any kind, create your content. Don't look up to what other people are, are creating because that's their, that's, that was their journey. Your journey is to share what makes you, you let yourself be creative, let yourself embrace the things that are, you know, you and yours. And that's where you're going to see things shift for you. That's where people are going to really, really respond to what you're about. Just being more of yourself. And what advice would you give to someone who maybe wants to start to be more themselves? (laughs) Yeah, I know that it's, uh, it's much easier said than done. I definitely get that. I think that we have this mindset that it's like, I just need to be unapologetically me and not care about what anyone else thinks. And for me, it's been something that has unfolded over time where I put little like pieces of myself out there more and more and more. And I see how people respond to it favorably. And that gives me permission to keep going. So when I first started talking about manifestation, I really watered it down because I was so afraid of what people were going to think. But over time, you know, that was a few years ago over time. It's like, I know people love what I have to say. And also I don't really care if like, I think people should be listening to this. Everyone talking about manifestation. I think people should be curious around what is possible for them. And if they're not, that doesn't have anything to do with me. So I think just get uncomfortable in putting more of yourself out there. I mean, that was one thing I started doing was recording podcast episodes and going live. And it was so uncomfortable for me, but the more I did it, the more I just saw like, I didn't die. People actually really liked it. And the people who didn't like, do I really want them around? No. The other thing that really has helped me is looking to the areas of my life where I already was allowing myself to be exactly who I was and, and seeing 
how abundant those areas were, particularly for me with my friendships. I have really, really amazing friendships with very high caliber people. And I have probably five or six people who all refer to me as being their best friend. (laughs) Uh, It's sort of a joke, but anyways, and like two of them married each other. (laughs) But I realized that like in this area of my life where I've always just allowed myself to be exactly who I am, I have so much love and so much connection with people and people, you know, really show up for me. And so seeing like, whereas like dating, for instance, I'd always been someone that wore masks and didn't trust that who I was wasn't weird or that I, people would actually like me. And, and it's funny because that area of my life has never, I've done a lot of work on it in the last six months, especially, but that area of my life, I've never had what I really, really wanted because I haven't just been myself, right? I haven't operated from a place of abundance. I've operated from a place of fear and not enoughness. And that's what's been reflected back to me. So look to areas of your life where you are allowing yourself to show up as yourself and just see what that area of your life looks like. Cause you're going to start to realize that those are the areas in your life that are working. <laughs> and can you go a bit more into the dating part and showing up as you on dates and what work have you been doing to show up more as you on dates? Oh man, it's so interesting because I'm like so evolved, I think, or I just, I've, I've done so much personal work in the areas of money and business. And it started to be this really like, like uneven (laughs) energetic thing where it's like who I am in my business is like CEO, boss, babe, Lauren knows her value, slaying it, whatever, who I am in my, my like romantic, you know, life, if you will, was like basically the opposite. As soon as I really liked someone, it was, I'd fall into a place of insecurity, sure that they were going to lose interest, questioning myself all the time. It comes back to that identity, right? My identity in that area of my life was total fear of rejection and abandonment. The work that I've done lately that has made a significant change for me in really knowing my value and having confidence and, and really seeing myself as like worthy of just the best of the best has been inner child work, which is something that is new to me, but it's essentially like the parts of you that are fearful in relationships, fearful of rejection, fearful of what someone might think of you, fearful of not being pretty enough or thin enough or any of those things. It's the, it's the part of you that felt those things when you were a kid, right? It's the part of you who didn't get the love that you needed when you were a child and now looks for that in other people. And when you can't get it in other people, it's like the worst thing that could ever happen. So what the work for me has been is like really filling my own cup. I write letters to my inner child as like silly as it might sound. It's so powerful where it's, it's like what she or he needs is for, to know that like you hear them, you see them, what we typically do. Think about a kid who's like, they just want love, right? They're like, mom, 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 mom. They want so much attention. All they really need is to be loved and acknowledged and heard. And your inner child is doing that to you every single day. But what we do is go, there's this part of me that's insecure or doubtful or, you know, attached all these things. And I'm going to just ignore it and not give that version of me, that part of me, the love that she's looking for. And so I started writing letters to myself where it was like, I'm so sorry that I have, you know, been making you wrong. And I've been not giving you the love, like looking for somebody else to give the love to you that I've never given to you. And I just want you to know, like, I'm, I'm here for you and you can trust me now and I'm not going anywhere. And it was so interesting because I really started getting into that work with a coach and it was like a week or two of just reassuring that part of me where it was like, all of a sudden I just didn't need it from anybody else. So I'm, I'm pretty confident at this point that like my next relationship is the relationship we're on like level 10 lockdown here in Toronto, which by the way is not a reason why you can't manifest a relationship. My last, the last person I dated walked up to me on the side of the road in like October and just started talking in the middle of a pandemic. So you can meet people at any time and anywhere if you're aligned with it. Same goes for money. You can manifest money regardless of how crazy the world outside is, is at the moment. Anyways. So yeah, really giving yourself what it is that you're looking for from other people because nobody else can ever give it to you. And we've all had experiences where either we've been with someone who constantly needs to be reassured or been that person who constantly needs to be reassured and nobody else can give that to you. So give it to yourself, really start filling yourself up and you will reach this point, usually in a pretty short period of time where it's like that inner child 
is all of a sudden I'm like, oh, she's listening now. I can be quieter. I don't have to scream at her. I don't have to self-sabotage everything. She's finally, she's finally acknowledging me. That's all that inner child wants. So that's what I've been doing. And it has been a significant shift for me and how I feel about myself within those types of dynamics. And if you were to go back in time and talk to your 20 year old self, what advice would you give her? Mm. Wow. The advice I would give her is to start being more of herself as early on as possible to start. And, and again, that comes from filling yourself up because the reason we, we are not ourselves or we don't let ourselves really put all of who we are out there is because we are needing that validation from other people because we're not giving it to ourselves. So start really, I mean, start cultivating the relationship with yourself. That's going to, it impacts everything because now when I put even an offer out into the world, I don't need people to sign up for it for me to know how worthy I am. I don't need people to validate the fact that what I'm doing is of high service and worthy of millions of dollars. Whereas before, when I would launch something, I needed that validation from people. If I, if I, in my twenties, if I was dating someone, if I was, you know, trying to meet new friends, I was needing that validation that I wasn't giving myself. And that is what has us put on masks. That is what has us put walls up. So as early as you possibly can start your relationship with yourself. And it's really about, I know we hear it all the time. It's really about loving on yourself, which can be really uncomfortable. And it's not really like an affirmation thing for me standing in the mirror, talking about how much I love myself. That never felt that good, but writing letters, that's what, or journaling, like Lauren, I love you because you are all of these things. And, you know, look at what you've accomplished. Look at what you you've overcome. Look at what you're committed to. If I had started that when I was 20, um, I mean, it's all like divine timing, but if I'd started that when I was 20, I think I, I, there's just so many hardships I wouldn't have had to necessarily go through so many like failed relationships that really were hard. And that's where our lessons are and we're being guided towards it. But if you're listening to this, perhaps you are like, you're ready to do that work now. And it's just going to change. You just, you, you're the source for everything in your life. So when you are being love for yourself, that gets to be reflected back to you by everyone and everything else. You'll have more money. You'll have opportunities. There's a great book. Actually, I'd really recommend it. It's super short. Like it takes an hour to read it. It's called love yourself. Like your life depends on it. And that's what it's all about. This guy who just really committed to filling himself up. And he said within a month, like he was making tons of money. He had people just flocking out of nowhere. They wanted his attention. Women that wanted to date him, like just everything shifted when he started feeding it to himself because other people, it's such an attractive energy. Someone who's just so, you know, really showing up for themselves and having that relationship with themselves. You want to be around those people. Mm -hmm. Right. So I wish I could could say that to my, I was always trying to change things. I wanted to look differently. I wanted to have different relationships. I wanted more money and success. And there's nothing wrong with any of that other than realizing that that's not ever going to leave you feeling fulfilled if you're not doing the inner work too. Thank you so much for doing this. Thank you so much for having me. I, uh, this was fun. You asked wonderful questions. I really appreciate that. <laughs> and where can people connect with you online? I do a lot on Instagram. Um, that's kind of my place where it all comes together. Uh, I have two podcasts. One is called The Aligned Entrepreneur. And then another one I co-host with a friend of mine. It's called The Low and Zo Show. We talk more generally about mindset and manifestation in case people are listening that aren't business owners. We talk a lot about finding your purpose, like all that kind of stuff. And lately I've been showing up a lot on Clubhouse and re- and posting uh, rooms on a lot of the things that we've just talked about that people are free to join. So um, they can find me on all those places, but Instagram is the place where I really love to connect with people. Thank you guys so much for listening. I love if you can leave me a review on iTunes. Please feel free to share it with any friends you think the story would resonate with. I hope you guys have a great rest of your day.